This is Sheila Adam Stafford, and you're listening to PBL in Practice. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of PBL in Practice. This is a weekly broadcast where we talk with top leaders in project-based learning from all across the nation to discover best practices, share successes and failures, and learn from each other. My name is Shayla Adam Stafford, and I've been an educator for the past 10 years focusing specifically on project-based learning. I had the amazing opportunity to speak at the White House in 2015 to share how PBL looks in my classroom before a room of national leaders. I'm a member of the national faculty at the Buck Institute and founder of Remix Education, a nonprofit that serves first-generation college-bound students. But enough about me, let's get into our guest. Our guest for today is Principal Lucretia Terrence, who's been in the field of education for the past 18 years. Most of her tenure has been as a math and science teacher, and for the last decade, she's served as a school district leader. She's currently a national faculty of the Buck Institute of Education and director of PBL at a school district in Dallas, Texas. She's director of the Edu Project, a project that she is writing that guides parents in project-based learning. And lastly, she's in the beginning stages of writing her first book of leadership in PBL. Lucretia, welcome to the show. Hi, how are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for joining us today. No problem. I'm excited to be on with you today. Awesome, awesome. So Lucretia is actually a friend of mine through the National Faculty, and she has so many awesome projects going on. We're only going to be able to focus on one thing today, okay? (laughs) Just one thing. What'd you say? Just one thing, yeah. Just one thing, because there's so many cool things happening, um, but we heard a bit about your background. Can you tell us, what else should our listeners know about you? Well, um, besides all that you uh, have heard, I'm a photographer on the side, a natural light photographer, and I get really excited about that, because what I do is I often bring art into the classroom. Um, I do it as a leader as well. I'm always bringing pictures in to help build those creative or get that creative side, um, just get those juices flowing. Um, Also, um, most of the backgrounds that I have uh, dealt with in education has been from low uh, economic, socioeconomic uh, students in schools. And I have used art, uh, taking pictures of situations that happen in the neighborhoods, in the city, taking pictures of parks that the kids have never been to, just anything that I find notable that I can share with kids. I always bring uh, those eight by tens because that's what they say. You bring in more pictures. So I bring, bring all those pictures in the classroom, but just so I can get kids to, to be inquisitive and just kind of learn about the city and the uh, world that's around them. So yes, I, I'm a photographer as well. That is awesome. And the concept of, you know, bringing the world outside to students if, if they're not I mean with the goal there right now you know bringing yes. it to photography is really awesome yes yeah so Lucretia tell us a bit about what brought you to project-based learning okay let's see if I can keep it within the show <laughs> 
Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So um, in my first year of teaching, and literally it started the first year of teaching, um, I I taught majority of ELL students um, who um, had a, who struggled in struggled in in English. Um, I taught math and science. And as a new teacher, you know, we go through things already with the struggle and learning how curriculum go and and learning how to connect with our students and making sure that they grow at the same time. So uh, I went through a phase of trying to figure out what am I going to do in order to connect with my students. Then on top of that, um, I was at a school that was low performing. um, And in actuality, we were in. in the stages of being taken over by the state. So uh, my teammates and I, uh, we were, I mean, I can't even tell you how hard we worked, but we were, we, we made it a pact that we would not allow the state to take over our school. And so that got me into digging and researching and trying to figure out what am I going to do to um, not only engage my students, but, able, but in order to meet them where they are, to, uh, to build them up. So I knew that had to be something engaging. It had to be hands-on activities. Whatever it, whatever I was going to do, it had to um, impact them in such a way that they understood um, what I was trying to bring to the table as far as curriculum and standards-wise. So um, this led to my discovery of project-based learning. Um, I did pieces here and there uh, of what I researched at first. But I quickly found out that um, this was the way that I I needed to get my students involved in their own learning. And so I had them basically before the end of the year of that same of my very first year teaching me. Basically, we were unpacking the standards. And so I knew I needed to have this to be part of my teaching practices. So just to share with you um, about six years later. Uh, later, and I'm going to tell you why this is uh, significant of six years later, um, um, I still was doing project-based learning and I still was applying, I, I was applying more of the te- teaching practices of what I had learned at PBL. Um, I still had not been formally trained, um, but I had watched probably every PBL video there was on the market, everyone, probably all of them. <laughs> and so at this time I was teaching algebra one to eighth graders. My first year of teaching algebra one, um, I had been teaching fifth grade before, fifth and sixth grade, but algebra one, that was a different story. I don't know if you're a math person, but that was a different story. So, um, and I had a set of very unique students that year. Um, they were really bright kids, um, and, and some of them were academically high, but I had a, a big portion that was academically low at the same time, but required to take algebra one. Um, other teachers probably said other other things that are different. I don't want to know what they said, but um, we, we, we had a different, we had a difficult group that year. And so even kids that were over age, um, the, their main concern was not school. And I, I don't know if you understand what I say when the community itself would draw the student more than the school. So that was, that was their focus. So I had to increase my understanding of PBL. And that's the year that I, I turned it all around and said, this is I'm not going no other way. This is what I'm going to do. And so um, I was I was part of a Carnegie Rand study um, at that time where they had to complete these mathematical performance tasks. The -hmm. students were not interested and they found them too difficult. So I tried I turned that weakness into an opportunity of doing projects. And basically we would dissect those tasks through some type of hands on project 
um, pro- you know, taking them through a process of understanding what they were doing in those tasks. So that's what brought me to PBL. Wow. Wow. So turning your challenge into opportunities. Yes, absolutely. So that kind of folds us into our next question. What do you feel is your PBL superpower? And I want to get even more specific with you. You are a PBL leader in that you're a PBL principal. So what is your PBL superpower as a leader? As a leader, I am an energizer. Like the energizer bunny, I literally run around just like that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, so that's my superpower, energizing. And so tell me how you use that PBL superpower to energize your staff because I know that you are doing wall-to-wall PBL and your your students and your teachers are doing back-to-back projects. And there can be PBL fatigue, especially around mid-year where teachers and staff members are just literally exhausted. Students are tired of doing projects. And so how do you use your energizer superpower with your staff? Absolutely. Um, like uh, like you said, we are a wall-to-wall, PBL wall-to-wall district. Um, so all of our schools are um, doing PBL all the time. And so one of the things that we did uh, implement and, um, and is that uh, we give teachers a week between each project in order to regroup, um, uh, reteach, whatever they need to do, just kind of take that moment to kind of breathe. And so that's, that's really that time that I really come in. I come in doing projects, but that's that time that, you know, doing PLC, PLC time that we have time to discuss and hash out any of those moments that they say, okay, I just need a moment to breathe. I can't think anymore. So I come in as that energizer and I encourage them. I seek ways. I am a, a coach to my heart. Um, and I always try to find, uh, if I have to go out and find activities, uh, look for resources, whatever they need. And if I go, go out and get some experts, sometimes, you know, teachers, all we do is talk to children, right? And so, um, and I'm, and I'm just looking, I'm going to tell you, this happened just a couple of weeks ago, but we had an expert come in and talking to our social studies teacher and they had so many things in common. They were able to talk the language and the content with each other that that teacher, I saw the light just come on and they were able to come up with more ideas or better ideas, I should say, um, to help the students move through the project. So I'm more like that person that's just cheering them on, keeping them energized, um, encouraging in, at every moment and motivi- motivating them. So it does happen, but um, I, I don't think I have that moment to get fatigued because when they do, I have to step back in and, and give them what they need to, uh, to keep going. Wow, so it's, it's kind of, I love that idea. And it's kind of like a recharge week. So mm-hmm. after you've done this project and kids have presented, you have a week to kind of gather yourself and right. get everything back in alignment, get back on track, and find out where were any holes in understanding. And so it's responsible to having that week to kind of recharge as well. I'm sorry, say it again. I couldn't hear you. I, I said, do you find that the students? Really take advantage of that week to recharge and to oh, take advantage of any yes. 
Yes, 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 yes. Um, students get fatigued too. <laughs> And so um, we have to find ways to keep them motivated. So as I motivate uh, the teachers, it, it allows them to go back and motivate the, the, uh, the students. As well as, you know, um, we are a, even though we're PBL, we are a district that still participate in state testing. And so um, stepping out of that project for a moment sometimes uh, allows them to see things in a different manner and and students appreciate that so um, you know we're getting so much hands-on they're doing so much research it's giving them literally a mind break to show off all they've learned through the project in that one week if you get what I'm saying because if all of our projects are aligned with the TEKS and and I mean with the yeah, standards and um, they get this correct Right, correct. And so they take that moment to just kind of relax and show off all of the learning that they've uh, they've uh, have, have gotten throughout that project. Awesome. Awesome. So tell us a story about a breakthrough PBL moment that you've had in your career. Oh, wow. So um, I've had many, <laughs> but there's one in particular that I, I just, that kind of sticks with me. Um, and this young man kind of He's, he's, he has touched my heart and it stays with me. So one day, um, I told you about the community that I used to work in, but one day, um, driving through that neighborhood, going home, I came across one of my former students who was a 14-year-old, um, and he had dropped out of school. And, um, and so I, I say, okay, let me take this moment to, to talk to this young man. And so I pulled over and he saw me. He was like, hey, Miss Terrence. And so uh, we started talking. And as we were talking, I was hearing music and music just blasting from his bike. And I'm like, where is this music coming from? Okay. So I'm still looking and talking and he never, he, he never said anything until I asked about it. Cause he thought it was just something that was normal. That just shows you how creative our kids are. Um, and then finally I looked down and I, and I saw that he had wired speakers into the spokes of his tires and I'm like how awesome is this and he had built a radio deck in the front of his bike um and when and as you look down going through the uh, down from the frames going down to the tires you can see how he had the wires taped up and wrapped around all going all the way down to the spokes of the tires and I thought um how creative um, was this and in our conversation led to him sharing with me his experiences in our class um, he said that I always made them build things and I always made them come up with their own designs if uh, if it wasn't out there I said okay well you'll be the first person to design it I'm, I think I've probably said that hundreds of times um, when kids are coming tell me well I can't find this I said oh you're going to be the first person to design it. And so um, we shared that moment together. And that was one of those things that really touched my heart. I was able to, you know, continue to share and motivate this young man and to uh, so much that he decided to go back and get his GED because I just didn't want him to waste his talent. Um, and and he ended up going to college, majoring in engineering. Um, he did graduate. And I just cannot wait to see what contrib uh, contributions this young man will make uh, and contribute to the society. Wow. So this is someone who was a high school dropout. Yes. We were able to motivate him to not only get his GED, but then to graduate and uh, using PBL to kind of ignite that fire within him. That he, well, we already had it. We already had the creativity. He had it. Yes. 
that's amazing. <laughs> that's right. And then I, you know, the engineering, I'm like, well, you had to engineer this, 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 these uh, speakers into these spokes of this bike. So um, I said, you, you are already doing what you need to do. Let's, let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so what, has been your most challenging PBL moment and I'm gonna say as a PBL principal I'm sure that you have hired folks that haven't fully grasped PBL or were really not committed to the model what did you do in a challenging situation as a PBL principal well um the most challenging thing is uh, uh getting teachers to trust the process I mean, uh, you know, you have, you're coming over from traditional and not that traditional is not, is bad because there is a place for traditional within PBL. Um, but once they get to one point, one part of the process and they don't succeed the first time, they want to just revert back to what's best for them. And that's right. just that regular uh, traditional, I'm going to talk in front of, and this is, you know, of course, high school. So talk in front of the classroom, let the kids take notes and that's it, you know? And so we struggle in that area. That's really challenging for us. Um, but we we have grown as a school. Um, last year when I was, uh, you know, coming in as a director, um, that's one of the things that we had to t- tackle first was to build that PBL culture and to, to, to trust the process. And so to un- uh, overcome this, I had to, um, you know, as a leader, teach the teachers how to plan you know, activities better throughout the project and to right. keep it in, you know, and keep it in. And I had to teach them that there will be highs and there will be lows. Um, so continue to trust the process. And when we don't make it, uh, you know, when we're not successful in this area, that's okay. We're going to go back and we're going to do it again, but we're going to do it differently. And so when we do it differently, we're going to keep doing it until we get this part of the process, you know, right. 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 Absolutely. So I'm going to give you a scenario and I would like to hear how you would coach this teacher um, as an administrator in a PBL school. So here we go. You walk into a room full of students and quite frankly, the project is all over the place. The students are not working together. The teacher is behind on the scope and sequence you know you have standardized testing coming up and the teacher just in the middle of the lesson just says you know what forget it everybody have a seat I'm going to just do this powerpoint not to say direct instruction is wrong there is a place for direct instruction but this was more of an emotional (laughs) unplanned uh, direct instruction how would you coach that teacher after witnessing that in their classroom? Oh, wow. So um, this has happened maybe one, two, three, maybe four times. <laughs> <laughs> um, been there. So um, one of the things that we do first is we, of course, you got you to gotta stop for a moment. And, um, and, and some teachers are, they, they are scared to um, say, okay, well, I need to go back and I need to prioritize. I need to... Uh, I just need to reevaluate my my lesson plan or um, our toolkit is what we call them. Um, and, and you just have to do that. You have to stop and look at what's going on um, and, and get organized. 
that's the most important thing. Uh, in PBL, it can look like a uh, what, what, it, what do they call it? Uh, a structured mess. I don't want to use that. <laughs> okay. Can, organized chaos. <laughs> organized chaos. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, that's a better way to say it. Um, and and so it can look like that, but I know for some teachers that can be frustrating too. So finding how to make it work for you as a teacher. And we, we just like you have, uh, you modify things for students as a leader. I mean, I have done this so much. I will modify things for a teacher in order to, so they can be successful. And once they gain the knowledge that they need to know for that particular area, then we'll add on something else. And then once we add that on, you become successful. And then, you know, just keep, keep that balance of how to how to bring it in and how to take it off. off. Um, I have even things such as agency. I can't get my kids to own these projects. I can't get my kids to um, to realize this project that I'm doing is for them, you know. And so even keying in on that, I said, okay, so we're going to do a workshop on agency. Just you and I, we're going to talk about it. And we're going to talk about agency. And we're going to do some small steps on how do you get kids to own their projects. And so as a leader, I feel like that's my responsibility, not to scrap the project. No, we're not going to do that. Um, but build on upon what you already have and let's get organized and let's get this room where kids, you know, a room full of kids that are, that are just kind of all over the place. Let's get some contracts in place. Let me help you get this back in place and, and, and basically feed it into what they need in order to, they, in order uh, for them to meet the need of their, meet needs of their students. Awesome. So kind of here they are. Mm -hmm. Finding out what resources they need to get organized, and right. then going back to that project—not abandoning it, but going back to that project and seeing how you, it can be saved. <laughs> right. We can save any project. We can do it, y'all. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 So, uh, Lucretia, it's been great talking with you today. How can people keep up with you? Tell us your email, Twitter, whatever you feel comfortable with, um, so how folks can uh, keep up with you. Well, you can. Um... Uh, I'm on Twitter at Lady F. Terrence, and I am also on um, a Facebook, um, and it's at Lucretia Terrence on Facebook. So you can find me um, on either one of those platforms, as well as you can see my, send me an email at LucretiaTerrence at gmail.com. Now, can you spell out Terrence for us for the Twitter? Yes. Email? So Terrence is T-E-R-R-A-N-C-E. And I guess, should I spell Lucretia as well? Probably. Yeah. It's L-A-C-R-E-C-I-A. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again for hanging out with us on PBL in practice. And I hope you have an awesome week with your staff and students. Thank you. I appreciate uh, you having me. Awesome. Have a good one. You too. Thank you so much for tuning in again to this week's episode of PBL in Practice. Have an awesome week.